All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brother Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me, as always, is Craig. Uh, we're going to skip the intro, uh, really, just jump into things because there is definitely a lot to be said. The only thing I will say before we get things started is the Blue Network, everything Michigan football, Facebook group, go check it out. And that's it. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, and, and just uh, just go uh, go ahead and jump into it. Um, it's Sunday night, and the conversation about the game has not slowed down. So, yeah, it's not gonna either for a while. Yeah, that says a lot right there because it was just there. We might change our intro to "Real Talk, Real BS." <laughs> real BS, yeah. <laughs> Pulling it out there. I just, um, I don't know what to say. It's one of those uh, games where we really going to have another tough time trying to figure out how to talk about this one. So, yeah. Well, the easiest thing to say, and I don't know if we'll start off with this conversation, but the officiating. Good. Yeah. Fail. Fail, <laughs> fail, like fail, fail, dude! Wow. So yeah, it was okay. Now, I, and I even said this on uh, on social media and everything. I'm not one to really go out and to jump on officials for saying you lost a game for somebody, and I, I definitely do have a problem with this game, as anybody would and anybody should. But it's I, a, I know this is a tough yeah, one, man. Yeah, it's hard to swallow. It, you're much one more. Thing, you're much more laid back with this. You kind of like to look at things a little bit farther back. I'm more jump right into it. <laughs> I, well, if we had done this last night, yeah, it would have been a completely different story. But I mean, it's been, you know, more than a day since it was over, and just you know, it's. It, uh, now here's the thing: did we definitely did we get screwed? Yes, I'm not going to go and say you know they should have given us the win or they should change anything about it. And I know a lot of people aren't really saying that, but there is some reaction with that. Um, it, I, I don't know if I need to go into this too much, but when, uh, when I was talking about the Oklahoma state, how people should view that one differently because the officiating lost them that game, because there was a rule in the play in what was going on with that game where the game should have ended with the score of Oklahoma state winning. That was like a, a written rule. This is a, a call on the field, which is different. Yeah. And but I still I have apologize. issue with both. Right. But there's uh, the Oklahoma state game. If they change the outcome in that game, I could understand it. This one it's officiating yeah. fault and how some people think like Chris Fowler, where is it? Actually, I'll try to see if I can find this and, bring it up exactly what he said because I want to make sure I explain this well. Sorry, this might take a second, but uh, did you see what Chris Fowler kind of said about it? I tweeted out there. Yeah, I did. Yeah. There it is. Okay. Truly feel for Michigan football played with great heart inches from victory, but no way fourth down spot could be reversed to end the game. Okay. And I'm just like, so you're basically saying, and now I understand that was close. I mean, Michigan fans are really upset, and it looks pretty obvious. Yeah. I, I will say that. It's not, it is absolutely not 
easy to go out there and say it's totally definitive. This is totally, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculously close. It's not like it was a yard short. We're talking about inches and very close. Right. But the way that Fowler's comment is coming across to me is just like, no matter what, whatever the official said, even if it was close or by mile, you can't overturn something like that. And yeah. it's just like, what is the purpose of replay, measuring things, and trying to be exact? What's the point of it anymore? Basically, you shouldn't review anything then at the end of the game or in overtime. What's Especially with can, a critical play like this. Yeah. This is, it, this, is, this is so much on the line, Caleb. There's so much... In on the line, we're not talking about, you know, maybe Michigan's ranked 15th in the country or something like that. This is f- for championship uh, Big Ten and also who actually goes into the playoffs. I mean, this is such a big play, and you're, we're going by the eyeball test here. This is what is driving me nuts is why wouldn't you both pull the chains out? How many, how many inches do you think a, a regular hash mark or a line goes across? You know how many inches are though? They're not a you know a fine line. It's a I don't know that'd probably be at least uh, actually you know it's been a while since I've been on an actual football field, but you know what three four inches right three or four inches. Well, three and four inches are that. Well, we know that the line the 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 fourth the first down marker is at the fifteen yard line, correct? Yeah, and it's a pe- and it's like a metal peg, which is like a half an inch, an inch wide, maybe. Right. right. And this, and like everybody's saying, this is a game of inches. And okay, yeah. so it's like, was the down marker at the beginning of the line? Was right. It at the end of the line? We don't. Know. I mean, because I know honestly, I mean, it makes a difference. Yeah, it does make a difference. So then, then tell me this: if there's so much uh, at stake in this game, then why wouldn't you bring out the chains? Why wouldn't you do that? Why exactly. And they did not do that. And I don't understand why that never even happened at all. Then, you know, maybe I can go, hey, whatever. But you're eyeballing this ball game. And I'm like, and we're not even remotely having even got into these officials and, and the latest crap I've seen going on on Twitter. And as far as who they are, as far as they're all Ohio State homers, they're all part of the Ohio uh uh, they all live in Ohio State, in, in the actual state of Ohio, and I'm just—I'm not just saying this is controversial, but man, this just does. This stinks to high heaven, dude. I don't like it. I don't like what's going on. There were so many bad calls in this game, and this is the one I know we're focusing on because this is the biggest implication in this game. And you don't pull the chains out is ridiculous, and I'll never understand it. And I just think that call right there would either you're either going to swing it our way or you're going to swing it their way at least get it right yeah and it was and they spent such little time on it like you were saying because somebody timed it and i don't have it dvr'd or anything to be able to and i haven't gone back and uh watched the entire game to go back and be able to actually time this but somebody has it online that it was timed that they it took them a minute 47 to come back with the final call on that play a minute 47 where they have had first quarter reviews that have lasted longer than that, than <laughs> right. that. first quarter reviews. And this is right. overtime, the game on the line, the possible last game of the play. And they spent one minute and 47 seconds on it. And tell me if that makes sense. Right, right. Exactly. And that's the thing is there's so many angles is get all the angles you have, put them together, review them. And then take a look at them that way. And that's what I don't understand. And, you know, and I'm not look, I'll say this. Usually I like to understand what other people's point of view is, regardless of who they are. They have no dog, no pony in this race at all. I don't care. 
when you see, you know, for instance, let's take Doug Gottlieb. He's a ESPN uh, guy. He's a, you know, a basketball. He's played basketball, but uh, he used, he talks about basketball most of the time. But he just said a lot of these calls are um, absolutely egregious. He even said even the call when uh, Jim Harbaugh throwing, you know, throwing his clipboard, and him getting called with a, yes. a technical for that but yet here you see all the time urban meyer slamming his stuff down and punching the ground and you know throwing his headphones out and he doesn't get called and i'm like you've got to be kidding me this is the kind of crap i'm talking about there's no didn't seem like any of this was fair ohio state had two penalty calls all game with a total of six yards that is not what they even do all year if you look at what their average they're averaging seven to eight penalties calls per game yeah, they just played two. a perfect game. Yeah, they played a perfect game, and yet there's so much video and so many pictures out there showing. Oh yeah, uh, holding pass, pass holding, interference, pass interference calls are just a, terrible, and there's, something is. This is where I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of step away from maybe my experience, Caleb. On this is look, I've been in this college football industry for a long time doing college mar- um, marketing and stuff as far as like apparel. But man, Ohio State makes a ton of money, a ton of revenue with uh, bowl games and stuff like that. They bring in so many big numbers. They bring in so much money. And for them to go, hey, you know what? Forget this. We want a Penn State in there. They're not going to let it happen. I'm not even sure they want us in there. They want big time. They want money. It's money driven. And I'm not saying it's conspiracy, man, but it just doesn't look good, dude. No, and going back uh, back to the what you were talking about the sports and the uh, penalty against Harbaugh is ridiculous too because the an explanation that was thrown out there I'm not sure if this is completely accurate but it was said that Harbaugh uh, explained that the official was saying that he got that for throwing his uh, clipboard because in basketball that would be a technical foul. <laughs> well, guess what? If this was basketball, we wouldn't be tackling anybody on the field. <laughs> if let's, if we're making basketball here, there would be a lot of traveling and a lot of technical fouls for t- touching people more than they should be touched. Hey, nothing like an official telling a, a football coach about a basketball call. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So then also, like you were saying, Urban Meyer did a lot of stuff too. Uh, oh, yeah. He out when that whole fake punt thing oh, yeah. happened. Yep, he did. But no, pro- no problem with that. No, nope. ain't got no issue with that. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, right with the amount of uh, penalties that they put against Michigan. Now, here's one thing that when I saw, it, I was just like, okay, this is something against Michigan. But then the more I thought about, it, I kind of uh, changed my perspective because somebody put out there that Ohio State um, outgained Michigan in the fourth quarter, 127 yards to five in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but you know what was key in that fourth quarter too? We we're just talking about penalties. Penalties. Lack of penalties and penalties. It's hard to gain yardage when you're not getting any uh, pass interference calls, dude. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can go ahead and put those numbers out there, and I know that Michigan got conservative and everything, but there were several times where there were things that should have kept the ball moving a little bit. Not yep. saying Michigan would have won the game, but there was definitely some issues in that fourth quarter. So to break it down and explain it to that is – ludicrous yeah and some of these officials obviously if you look into their history man they've they've gotten in trouble for this kind of stuff before and not not against michigan but other teams so they've been called on a i know one of them obviously in 2006 i guess it was during a might have been during a colorado purdue game that was you know gotten a little bit of trouble for 
bad play calling and or bad officiating and he got suspended for a little bit and he got he came back so this isn't a one-time thing with these guys um so there's some issues coming on here and i think even one of the officials is actually his first time doing it i don't know but a lot i'll tell you what all three of these officials are from the state of ohio so and that is the truth and i don't know look <laughs> me i just think there should be uh at this kind of game caleb to me, should be one shouldn't have any big time, Big Ten officials. This shouldn't be any of them. This should be out of conference, and two, it should be at a neutral field. This kind of game, um, it's just it's way there's way too much on the line for this type of game to play. That they should have just rescheduled and said or did something like, hey, you know what? Let's play in a neutral field. Let's not play at one eat, eat up each or the other team's field. Let's go somewhere else and play this because it's way too big. Well, well, I absolutely agree with you as far as the officiating yeah. because that, I think, is leaving way too many questions out there. And also some of the things that you've seen that people pulled screenshots from and copied information from, now they're going back and saying that they can't find the website pages <laughs> where the information was originally found. Yes, wow. So, so I mean, just just stuff, stuff that is being questioned that shouldn't be questioned, but... But And that's another thing, too, where going back to the penalties, and I don't want to linger on it too long, but it's just like the drastic difference. You pointed it out where Ohio State seemed to play the perfect game where they barely got any penalties, but then Michigan got an outrageous number. Now, granted, Michigan is known for getting some penalties, but that drastic difference, and while you're seeing the same play by both teams on both sides of the field, is ridiculous to see. So uh, we have... I think we'll go ahead and do that. I, I know I'm hopefully I'm not cutting you off, but we have several voicemails. So I think what we'll probably yeah, do this let's time, get to it. We'll, we'll hit a voicemail. Then we'll talk a little bit. Then we'll do another voicemail and kind of go back and forth because a lot of people were wanting to share their thoughts. So here we go. Uh, they're all relatively lengthy. So uh, bear with it, but we'll go with our first voicemail here about the game. Y'all know who this is, man. It's, it's your boy, Steven SD Brown, 33. At Yahoo, uh, a whole lot to say. I mean, you know, I, I won't get into the referees because by the time you play this, I'm pretty sure you would have already gotten into it. I will say this: the offensive line needs to be tweaked. You know, it's no point in fifth-year seniors not being able to block a phone call, man. So, Magnuson and Kalis have to go. Thank goodness. I don't know about Cole. I don't know what he's going to do. If he leaves, it's cool. Ruiz is coming in. And they need some better safeties that can tackle. Um, need some running backs. You know, hopefully Kareem does what he needs to do. That's pretty much it. Spate was okay, but he needs better blocking. And that, that starts up front with the the big big uglies, man. So um, hopefully next year we'll get it done. Better play calling, too, but that comes with better players. So I'm looking forward to next year, God willing, but, you know, other than that, they played a heck of a game. You know, we just gotta get. I mean, I'm, I'm living in Alabama. You, it's different. You gotta. You you see players who who live, breathe, you know, die by football. I'm not saying they take it that seriously, but you gotta get some lions, man. And Michigan needs some lions. Brady Hoke's guys. A lot of them aren't lions. They're Cubs. We need some guys who want to win championships and and don't you know want to settle for orange bowls and sugar bowls and rose bowls. Who want championships? And that's that's the difference between Alabama and everybody else. And that's what Michigan's going to need to actually compete. They're going to need that. They're going to need some Lions to come in and destroy some guys and not care about 
well, who they went to high school with and all that. Everybody cares about Cash Tech and King and Paramus. Forget that. Go out there and dominate your opponent. If somebody's on the other team you went to high school with, they, if they don't want to be friends afterwards, so be it. But all that high school stuff means nothing in college. And when you get to the NFL, you have mortgages and, you know, car notes and house notes are not going to mean anything, in, you know, as far as college. So they got to get some guys who are mean, who are nasty, who want to win championships and who are going to do what they need. I'm just rambling, man, but, I, you know, that's what Michigan needs. They, they, they need some savages, some animals. They're getting that, but we got to get a lot of Brady Hoax guys out of there first because some of them just, you know, they're happy to be in Michigan. They don't want to win championships, just just like the guy who recruited them. So that's all I got, man. Go Blue. Hopefully in the in the Orange Bowl or wherever they go, they'll, they'll show that they want to win the championship maybe next year. But we got to get better up front. That's where it starts. We got to. All right, peace. Yeah, hear the passion yeah. in that one. Oh, yeah, love it. You hear the passion that Steve Brown, great fan, um, giving us some love out there on Twitter, which is great. But no, he's yeah. right, man. He's he's absolutely right. I love what he said in the beginning, and act, and it really followed exactly this game to a T, Caleb. Is if you saw in this game, we were had we we're having better success passing the ball. I mean, I know Spate had some a lot of. Uh, issues here in this game but you know they were moving the ball pretty well passing and man i tell you what we could not he's right the o-line could not block uh for the running at all i kept saying man they're actually blocking pretty well for the passing but they could not block for the running at all i know we almost had 100 yards in this game but you know they were just they were like, what, three yards maybe, three, four yards per run, it felt like. You know, it didn't seem like we can just gain on them at all. And, man, it was so confusing because I don't think we broke away a 15, even a 10-yard run at all in this game. I, I don't think I remember one. And But he's right, man. Our offensive line just could not push on the on – especially on running plays. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm looking here to see – uh, our longest run was 16 yards. After that, the longest run was nine. Our average running was 2.1 yards per carry. So, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, it was one of those things where you looked at, and you're definitely right. The passing was working better. We had 219 passing yards. You know, I mean, nothing amazing, but we were finding more success there. I mean, our rushing yeah. didn't even break 100. So it was almost where you, there are those small pass plays where it's, essentially a rush play i mean you it's a small dunk dunk and dink pass where it has the same effect as doing a rushing play you don't have to like pass it deep down the field or wait to the outside you can have uh the player right there a little dink pass and uh even to the running back where it turns into more of a running play uh so yeah there were those times where he felt like we weren't playing to our uh, strengths and it was running so much down the middle, and I know yeah. that outside isn't always successful for us, but it rarely ever happened. I mean, it was just kind of like run north and south, run north yeah. and south, yeah. fail, yeah. fail, fail, fail. And it's just like, come on, you know, just change it up a little bit, do something. Uh, and I'm, I know you got to run sometimes because you got to keep the defense um, true or honest or whatever so that they're not just sitting back there for – passing plays and everything but yeah it was yeah well there you're right and the rushing yards uh, yards per rush we we were at 2.1 percent or 2.1 yards and they were at 4.1 that tells you everything right there i mean they rushed 206 yards we rushed 91 so and and 
that tells you that right there that they outrushed us in these games. I mean, we passed more than they did, but um, but we had six yards per pass in this game, which is pretty which is pretty good. And then Barrett had what I think they had four yards per pass. So um, yeah, it tells you right there. But you know, just even getting back to what SD Brent, what he said was is look, he's right. I mean a lot of these guys are are hope players and he's right man and when jim harbaugh gets his guys and his his players that he can develop and do a good job with you know i think it's gonna take a little while a couple of years but um he needs to get in like he said get in and grab these big time five star four star these kind of angry um we want we need teams to be scared of us again you know what i mean and that's what people are with alabama i mean they're alabama's got everybody running scared man and we need to be like that we got to play they smash people and they smash them in the mouth like he said and we need to be more like that again yeah well we're getting there and this year was a good this year was a good year so for any of those people out there that are saying this year completely sucked or was Uh, terrible or whatever it it was good year i mean Last year and this year, both years were better than we anticipated. Honestly, what happened last year is kind of what we were expecting to happen this year. So we're what Harbaugh is doing and his staff, they're ahead of schedule. I mean, this these are the things that we should be getting upset about, you know, losing these two games where in the in the past it was just like we'd be getting upset about everything. We'd be getting upset about you know, barely breaking 500 or whatever. I mean, this is this is a thing where Michigan should be used to undefeated seasons or one-loss seasons and things like that. And so right. this is I, – I know that how this game ended sucks, and I'm not saying that it should be okay, but this is this is where, as a fan base, we should be at where, you know, two-loss season sucks and is – yeah, I don't know if I should use the term unacceptable, uh, unacceptable. But anyways, um, so, yeah, well, he uh, he touched on a lot of things. I mean, you were talking about the Brady Hoke players and everything. And uh, as a whole, we are doing better. And I think it will just continue to get better. Next year is going to be a little bit difficult because we are losing uh, some of our more experienced players. But good and bad comes with that. But mm-hmm. I think uh, – all the new people we're going to be bringing in are going to be playing at a higher level. And so some of them, and we've, we've seen what some of the freshmen have done this year. So high hopes with that. And we'll see how it goes. I'd love to uh, hear more from him sometime. Um, uh, SD Brown, just uh, talking about football, living down South and being a Michigan fan. Yeah. So especially in that area where we're trying to steal some uh, recruits out of there. So that'd be interesting. Yeah, so want to move on? Uh, any other thoughts, or do you want to move on to the next voicemail? Yeah, let's move on to the next mo- voicemail. Hey, guys, my name is Jonathan. I'm calling from Kentucky. Thank you so much for the podcast. I really enjoy it. Uh, you know, I just want to talk about um, the um, – obviously, everybody wants to talk about the, the refereeing and, and the uh, spot at the end of the game there. Uh, but uh, I, I just wanted to see if we could look into this. Uh, so I read, a, I read an article about the side judge. His name is Bobby Sagers, Jr., and apparently he's being inducted into the um, Ohio Athletic Association Hall of Fame for his refereeing uh, high school games and college games as well as basketball and football. Uh, he was a side judge, and I think he's the one who made that first down spot call. So he is from uh, Cincinnati, um, and he's basically um, an Ohio 
native. Is there any rules against that kind of potential conflict of interest? I mean, that just seems like a really um, that, that just seems really unhelpful to have people officiating games who would be either sort of Michigan natives or Ohio natives. I, I just feel like that's problematic from a conflict of interest standpoint. So. Just look up the, look up his name. Um, I saw him on the on the game notes as a side judge. His name is Bobby Sagers, and uh, I noticed that he will be inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame this next Saturday. So, uh, and he did in fact make that uh, spot call. Um, just questions about that. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Well, thanks, Jonathan, for your call, man. I appreciate it. Um, Geez, you know, we did touch on a lot of what he said in the beginning of the show and these refs and that they are from Ohio. Um, I don't know anything about him too much as far as, you know, I did read a few things, and you are absolutely right. He is being inducted into the Ohio Hall of Fame as far as uh, officiating. But, um, yeah, that is, to me, and I'll kind of just put forth my opinion on this, and I agree with you, is, and I'll just say this about a our own fan base is I don't want any Michigan officials either doing our own games. Uh, I just don't. Um, I, I don't like biased, even if if it's on our side. I don't want that. I want people have no dog uh, in this race, like I told you. I don't want Ohio State officials and Ohio people in there either. I just think it should be from another conference. Um, and I think you what really needs to be in this game that we that might need to be happen is you need to get your best officials in the country, put them together as far as who they are, and then have them uh, officiate this game and not take people that maybe have some issues and had a lot of questionable calls in the past and things like that and go with from there and then start weeding them out as far as where are you from, or what fan base are you, you know, who, who do you root for? And if they say Ohio and then you're out, I'm sorry, but we can't, this is, these games are way too close and way too important to be dealing with stuff like this, Caleb. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I have not been able to look a lot into that either. I mean, I've seen some of the stuff out on social media and, uh, like you, Craig, I mean, I heard about him being inducted into the hall of fame. Um, so just checking out credible resources, but it does appear that that much is true. Um, but yeah, it's just, it is one of those things where it's just like, this is, this is not a regular game. It's not a normal regular season game. This is, uh, the game, it's huge between Michigan and Ohio State. You would think that the Big Ten would be on top of what officials get there. I totally agree with getting officials outside the conference. But even if you can't get outside the conference, you know that there are officials outside of the state of Michigan and outside of the state of Ohio who could officiate this game. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many other Big Ten games were going on this weekend that you could have pulled people from? And also, you saying about finding the best is absolutely correct because what kind of what does it make – if it is true, with uh, how does it make it look with that official saying, "Hey, that would have been a technical in basketball, so I give you uh, unsportsmanlike for it." Yeah. What I, that just makes you look stupid. Yeah, that's just when one of the worst things to, to say. How could you? Yeah. That's dumb to say that. You compare it to a different game, so I don't know if that's the same official. I mean, if it's sideline judge, if it was on, because I do believe it may have been in front of the Michigan bench, uh, so maybe it was the same guy. I'm not sure, but still. You would just think that would be better than that. I mean, yeah, there are always going to be blown calls. Um, 
So we're not asking for a perfect game. Like we were saying, we were talking about the reviewing and all the things that we can do to try to make sure that every call is correct. But when you only take a minute 47 on it, you're not going to give it very far. But, yeah, this is something that I think we'll look into more. More information will come out. Uh, maybe we'll have more to talk about with the next episode, just kind of touching base on it. But we're this is something that we'll still be looked into. Yeah. But more information than that. I mean, there are a few things floating around. So, I mean, there were rumored things, and I'm just going to say rumored and not go really into mm-hmm. the details because it's still figuring out where this information is coming from, but saying that there were Ohio ties with all the referees there. So it's, I mean, then (laughs) there were pictures of them smiling at the touchdowns. There were pictures of them uh, smacking Ohio state players on the butt. Yeah. Uh, Wow. However, that, that happens with referees and players from both teams sometimes and things like that, but it just doesn't look good. No. So I, I don't know. I mean, uh, again, I'm not going to say that this is all to blame on the refs, but it just doesn't look good. And this this was huge. I mean, it was two versus three. Right. And the implications are were crazy huge. B- Big Ten title chances and then uh, playoff chances. So, yeah. yeah, that that was very unfortunate. Another one of our listeners from out of state uh, down south. So we appreciate the voicemail. We appreciate you being a listener. And uh, we love doing this podcast. And uh, this th- – this is actually like one of my favorite parts, you know, hearing from yeah, other people yeah. and talking back uh, and forth with it. So, I mean, by all means, anybody can call whenever and uh, we'll try to get in there. But we'll move on to uh, another voicemail here and uh, keep the conversation rolling. My name is Parker Jacobs. I am known on, on Twitter as ParkJack211. I am calling from my cell phone and I recently had wanted to call about yesterday first of all what the hell was that (laughs) how do you let a so many things get away so many things first down marker it was short number 88 or whatever from ohio state he was clearly blocking barrett he was half a yard short his hand crossed the first down marker where was the ball? The ball was behind the marker. And yet they do a bleeping boot review only to say that it was a first down. So my question is, damn it, why did you not do a chain review? Why did you not bring the chains out? You're in a tight spot. You're in a rivalry game. So much on the line for both teams. And you had to do a boost review. Ridiculous. Second of all, on the pass interference call on Grant Perry, that was not called. Okay, the dude was hugging him. The ball was uncatchable. What? What? Anyone with a brain, any ref with a brain, would realize that it's pass interference. And yet when we do it, we get called for it every single time. We get screwed every time. Third of all, regarding the – when Harbaugh threw up his stuff in the air with his script, his headset, which ended up breaking, it was kind of funny, he gets penalized for it. 
based off a false start call. First of all, he's done that before. He was not penalized for it. Nobody spoke to him about it. The refs came over to him and said, that's a penalty. You would get a technical for it in basketball. Harbaugh says, this is in basketball. So apparently this dude had just been inducted to a the Hall of Fame, apparently, for refing basketball. This is his first game calling a fo- refing a football game. Are you kidding me? Meanwhile, earlier in the first quarter, Urban Meyer go- decides to go for a fake punt with an Australian kicker. Oh, looks like he got cut off. Oh, did he? Shoot, yeah. Okay. We, we've actually, there have been two times that's happened actually to us because uh, somebody else called back. But uh, with them, I know that they must have hit a button and hung up by uh-huh. accident. So they called back and finished it. Uh-huh. Sorry, man. Sorry that the, the end of your voicemail there got cut off. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if that was a service issue or if uh, anything else. But yeah, so yeah, I think uh, we have touched there. Yeah, so thanks for the voicemail, but yeah, that's some of the stuff that we've been talking about. That's uh, yeah. glad that he has a little bit of that ec- extra information because you were saying too where you heard that this was the f- possibly the first game for one of these officials. Yeah, where his information coming through is that he heard that it was he was an official, but this was his first. Yep. Division possibly first Division One football game. Right. Yep. Which that would be if that comes out as being true. Yeah, there's some issues. Would be one of the dumbest things. Why don't we just put him in for the first time officiating? Let's put first time officiating. <laughs> NFL, first time coming in the NFL, put you in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Sounds like a great plan. Especially in a game like this. Yeah, nothing's riding on this game. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, just unbelievable. But he's right. I mean, we touched on it. We said that, you know, the just some of the egregious calls, even the one on stripling, he's draped all over him. And then, you know, one of our receivers getting pushed down. Remember that one? And look, there's so many calls in this game that I could just, I can literally picture in my head and saw that, uh, it just obviously just gets me more angry, but, um, I don't know. There's nothing we can do about it. We know that now, but, um, but there is something that the college football in, uh, that the NCA can do about it. And maybe that if they get enough uh, people talking, enough people causing gripes about it and say, look, man, games of this magnitude, there better be some, um, some things happening here. Um, look, you know, these are kids, you know, they don't get paid. The coaches get paid and the officials, they, should, get, they shouldn't get paid. Right. And the clarification, fi- they shouldn't get paid. Right. <laughs> and the officials get paid. So you better get it right. You know what I mean? So those are the things I'm talking about. Yeah. But, um, you know, and I'm going to kind of look, I'll talk about the officiating. There's so many bad things, but also we never put ourselves in a good spot anyways. I mean, we were, the turnovers were just terrible. I mean, you don't, it, it remind me of kind of the, the the old way of you know when Hulk was coach and where where we'd be in the end zone and we try to throw a ball and we'd we do a little bit of touch on it and a little bit too much air on it and that's what Spate did he did a threw a ball right into his hands and and he and and he scored a touchdown and what you know what are you going to say about that that was a terrible thrown ball should never have been thrown and you know what you know he 
trust me, he had a guy's a, a linebacker's hand in his face when he did it. But those are the kind of things you, when you have that when a guy's rushing from men rushing in there and you, they're no they're not being blocked. You just throw the ball away or even take a knee if you have to, and then get come out of there with two points. But don't. Those are the kind of things I'm saying that Spate is mature about, but then that play wasn't. Well, that that ball actually got tipped, and I think his yeah. arm got hit when he threw. Yeah. So that one, right. that one, those things will happen. Right. I mean, yeah. uh, maybe he was even aiming to throw it out, but then he got hit in the process, and so it fell short and uh, got intercepted. That one's the one where it's just kind of like that crap happens. That's unfortunate and everything. The um, the other one was bad. The fumble at the goal line. I'm not. I, from what I can tell, I've never played quarterback either, so I can't. I don't have any input on it. But just you know, I don't know if it was bad snap or Spate just completely. It was all on him and everything. That was a tragic turnover. But then the happen. other interception was definitely him. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Maybe you didn't see the defender. What whatever it was, nothing was impeding him. Something just went wrong, and that was a terrible. Terrible, awful decision. So, yeah. Um, one thing here that I'm kind of wondering with where he was going at then before he got cut off, because he was talking about the unsportsmanlike against Harbaugh, is uh, how much uh, Meyer freaked out after the fake punt thing flopped. Oh, yeah. And probably compar- comparing the two. So, I'm kind of wondering if that's the direction he was going. Because that's, that's the exact, it's what we were mentioning before. You see things on both sides of the field, both coaches freaked out. And that's a, the crazy thing, too, is uh, Harbaugh, of course, has his reputation for it, but Urban Meyer freaked out, too, but everybody talks about Harbaugh freaking out after the game because there was more focus put on him, and then especially the different things that went in the presser. But, I mean, it's any coach that went through what Harbaugh did with that game would have probably reacted that way after the game. So I don't know what they're trying to get with with anything that they're really saying about the presser after the game. But, yeah, it was – Yeah, obviously Jim Harbaugh talking about it. I mean, he he didn't he didn't hold back, you know, and good for him. You know, I was hoping he would say that. And he just said uh, the officiating was egregious and just terrible. And in the whole game, he just obviously mentioned that, and he mentioned how he was short – that uh, he's about a foot short from that first down, and I, we we agree the pictures show it. Um, I don't, you know, how state can say we're full of it and whatever, but I don't care. Everybody, a lot of people that I know that don't, in fact, don't even like Michigan, thought we got hosed, and and I'm like kind of listening to them and say, yeah, you're right, but it happens, and I think Harbaugh might have to walk away from this year and think, look. He, he's he's fighting a battle between not only the team but he's fighting refs because we've had some pretty bad calls that went that didn't go our way. The Iowa game we had some bad calls our way too with the face mask and um, some of those two that just were just terrible calls. That, that look, I'm not a I'm not a fan of um, reviewing. Every time, but sometimes if you get a questionable call that maybe you should, you know, like the NFL throw a flag or something that says, hey, we should, you know, something's got to be done because this is becoming, seems to be Michigan's really getting the the brunt end of this. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, well, the thing with the Iowa game, with uh, which there were several of those issues. I mean, I know there was running into the kicker and those things like that. Right. Where those, those were in the gray area, I guess, kind of. But, yeah, that face mask uh, was kind of outrageous. But that's, that's what you normally see in a game, where there's that one call that stands out, and it's just like, dang it, that sucks. Yeah. First of all, I mean, we shouldn't have been in that part of the game where it was that close to really mattered. But with the Ohio State game, there was bad call after bad call, no call, no call. Then the end of the game where it was just the pinnacle of the complete disaster that was the officiating, that that's more of over the top. That That is something that needs to be looked into and should not happen. Right. So, I mean, that is what it is for what that's worth but um so we do have one more voicemail then hi this is craig in arizona and i just wanted to give my take on the michigan ohio state game obviously it was a uh, disappointing loss and a hard fought battle it was good to see that it broke records as far as viewership um with abc i think it was the most viewed college football game since 2006 um so that was good to see um, but obviously, I think the story of this game was Michigan's defense played incredibly well the first uh, three quarters, three and a half quarters, and then uh, it was basically a leaking faucet that just kind of they couldn't stop them at the end. Um, I think that Michigan's offense um, helped out Ohio State um, and kept them in the game. Obviously, the pick that gave them seven points, and then the second pick um, – basically gave them another seven points because they put them on the five-yard line after Jim Harbaugh's 15-yard penalty. Um, you know, the – so – and then obviously the fumble on the one-yard line, that was obviously crucial. That took points off the board. Um, but even with that fumble, um, we should have been able to – if our offense would have held on the ball better, we would have been able to uh, keep the score to where Ohio State just didn't have enough time to even come back. And then the spot at the end, um, I, I think it, because they called it a first down on the field, it was just hard to reverse that call. I mean, everyone talks about the angle of the, the, the camera angle or where the, the offensive lineman's butt was versus the ball. And, I, I mean, when I first saw it, my first instinct was that they stopped him. Um, but, obviously, I can't really – fault the, them giving them the first down. I think we had the game if we just could have stopped giving the ball away. It was obviously the turnovers was the basically why we lost. I don't think it was a spot at the end. Um, so, but it, I think in regards to the playoffs, as far as prediction for me, I think that you're going to have Bama in, obviously. They're going to win their conference championship. I think you're going to get Ohio State in there as well because Michigan obviously is a quality win and they're going to look at who's the best team, not who's the championship of their champion of the conference. Um, and then I think you're going to get Clemson in there because uh, they're going to win the ACC and they're in the top four. And then I think you're going to see Washington get in if they can win the Pac-12 tourney uh, and beat Colorado. I think that Penn State, Wisconsin, I think it's going to be really hard to get one of those people into the playoffs. Um, I just think that Ohio State's going to trump them. So that's my take. All right, Craig. Yeah. Thanks for that. Good uh, friend of mine that moved out there from Michigan. Um, Great. Don't really, 
Yeah, I don't really, I mean, I know that he mentioned it. I, I want us to save more of that conversation with the playoff talk for the next uh, no, review of the playoff rankings because that we could really get into that, but I appreciate him sharing that. I'll probably mention his thoughts in that episode as well. But, uh, yeah, a couple of things here that he brought up that I do want to mention uh, so that I don't forget. One, he talked about the viewership. That was crazy to see. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy awesome because you think about um uh we're talking about recruits and everything uh that was brought up in the first uh voicemail from sd brown um recruits are going to look at this this was a huge game i mean this uh the ohio state game of 2006 was huge this one was huge both games super close super um fun to watch and everybody was watching this and you can show now that these recruits can be a part of this because really, honestly, looking at the SEC, especially this year, um, outside of Alabama, I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, there are exciting games, but it's just like you don't get Michigan versus Ohio State. I mean, even Alabama versus Auburn is not Michigan versus Ohio State, and this game proved it. Yeah. Um, So it's just, it's something different. It's something great. I think that's going to really kind of work in the favor of, uh, uh, Michigan kind of in the future, people just being able to look at this and being like, this is, yeah, football is a SEC thing, a big for SEC country and everything, but you don't get quite the games like you do with the Michigan-Ohio State game. I know that they had the LSU-Alabama thing a while back, but, yeah, it was it was crazy intense. So uh, there was that part. But another thing, too, with bringing up that fourth down spot and everything, um, and I didn't mention this earlier, but I want to make sure to mention it now, is – not to get in the bigger picture of things, but really we shouldn't have been put in that situation. Like there are plenty of opportunities in Michigan. I know the officiating affected the game, but Michigan had the chance to win this game so many times. And one of the things to mention is the third down play before that fourth down even happened because they were running around the backfield, back and forth, back and forth. Someone just needed to tackle him. And if it had been two yards, three yards, four yards, instead of one yard, it would have been a kicked field goal instead. And, who knows if that kicker would have made it, but instead yeah. got close enough, made it a short fourth down and there was, and they went for it. Yeah. So that, no, that right. is something huge that affected it too. And that was just one of the things where it's just like, you just need to tackle the guy. He would pause and everybody would pause too. And then he would make a decision and there'd be someplace else that he could maneuver to. So it was, it was just unfortunate and uh, you know, bad, uh, bad move on the defense that we weren't able to tackle him uh, shorter of that first down marker. Yeah, he brought up some just excellent points in that call. I mean, some things to touch on, some good things. Um, the Obviously, the great thing was this defense was rolling, man. And um, I'm going to kind of throw a question at you, Caleb, here in a little bit. Um, the defense of Don Brown came up in this game was excellent. A-plus, man. These This defense knew how to stop the run and they knew how to, they knew exactly what to do that we were talking about is keep Barrett in the pocket, have him throw the ball. He was so far off on his throws. He was overshooting guys. If you pressure him, he's not a good passer and he wasn't, he showed it. Um, my thing was, it was always about uh, that. I call it that read option thing where, you know how Barrett kind of, he has the ball in his hand and got it in Samuel's hand or Weber under, and they have it tucked. So you don't know who really has the ball to the last second. 
so they have this combo where they run together and they're, you know, Barrett's arm stretched out and the other guy's got it. And you don't really don't know who's going to be pulling it away or not. And it seems to work for them. And, and that's been working for them for years. And I'm not sure why we can't stop that, but we did a pretty good job with that all pretty much through this, throughout this whole game. But I've always said, look, defenses who are really kick butt and do well have only a, a little, a, a, a certain amount of shelf life until the offense just seems to can't move the ball whatsoever and can't seem to score. And then the defense just gets tired to where, look, we bailed you guys out a hundred times in this game and you let us down. And in, in a way, that's what kind of happened in this game where the defense bailed, bailed, bailed them out and spate would give them the ball, you know, on an interception or the, you know, the fumble at the one yard line. And, you know, that should have been seven points or even a field goal. And constantly, they, the offense kept failing. And now my question to you is, Caleb, is, look, Don Brown's really got something special. He's going here. I think we're believing when he gets his players, man, we're going to be really good. My thing is, I'm I'm soured on Drevnell, man. I just think there's something about him and his play calling. I don't, I'm not agreeing with, and I don't like it. It seems to be very predetermined it seems to be very anemic in fact there are times you know that one last play what is it at the couple couple minute mark we're at third and four again like the iowa game and we couldn't get a first down again and then just went all you need was a first down this game's over with and they didn't do it again and it reminded me so much of the iowa game and then of course i we had a punt it and ohio state drove all the way down again and they scored and i knew they would and it was just one of those things where I go, here we go again. Uh, and that's my thing is, what do you think about him? You know, what do you think about what's going on with our offense? Well, honestly, uh, I was going to be bringing this up at uh, some point, and so I'm glad that you were saying it. It might not be as much of Drevno as you think, because right. something that I've always kind of wondered about, too, is, and I'll say where I got some of this information from, too, because they've been with uh, – involved with the mission program much longer than I've been following or anything like that. But uh, you and I both know well Greg Henson. Um, yeah. And he yep. he knows a lot, and he's radio talk he show uh, in Michigan yeah. and everything. He's the one that's he's, – he's actually the one person that did say Jamar Bus coming to Michigan, by the way. So yeah, yeah, he was probably one, if not the first. But he mentioned that Harbaugh is a bow guy. And Bo was like Mr. Conservative. And so he bases a lot of stuff off of what he learned. And so this could be coming from Harbaugh. And I was thinking about that too before, you know, how much of this is Harbaugh, how much of this is Drevno. So I'm not sure where this goes. I mean, you know, you've you've seen that this is fighting Drevno or, you know, dictating this. This has been a repeat issue that we've brought up or the fourth quarter. Now, of course, there's a little bit more with this, too. And I mentioned how Ohio State had like 120 yards and the Michigan had only five or something like that. And we talked about, well, officiating could have caused some of that, you know, because then also if you're saying, okay, if officiating, you know, they weren't calling some pass interference plays and different things like that for the offense, then that means our defense is out on the field more. Defense gets worn down. 
Ohio State puts up more yards. Penalties are put against the Michigan defense. Ohio State drives further down the field, things like that. That all kind of goes into it. But this is a repeat issue that Michigan has had in the fourth quarter where we don't do anything. They don't do yeah, anything. Yeah, no. You, you mentioned I mean, it. Didn't we? I even said it at my table. You know, I was with my uh, family and a friend of mine. I just said it, and you brought it up. As you said, I said, did you? I go, you know, Caleb was talking about just how awful we are in the second half in scoring points. We're very good in the first half. We're like, somehow we couldn't, we can't get the third downs very well. There was really a struggle in the second half of the games. And this is a perfect example again on how that happened. Yeah. 15 points in the second half between the Michigan state, the Iowa and the Ohio state game, 15 points. Wow, that's no points scored in the this fourth quarter, and I'm not sure about the fourth quarter of the other games. Honestly, I think the fourth quarter of the Michigan State game was two points from that Peppers return because I think five points was yeah. in the third quarter, or three points a field goal was in the third quarter. So I mean, we could honestly be looking. You know, I'm gonna look that up right now. But uh, yeah, we were talking about that and. Um, Another thing that I'll mention is uh, the 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 one stupid thing I freaking got right, and it makes me so mad, is I mentioned the uh, if Ohio State scores thirty or more points, we're gonna lose. You did say how, that. How many points did they score? <laughs> right at thirty. Thirty points. I was just like, dude, you got freaking be kidding me. You hate when you're right, man. Yeah. Well, you know the thing was is I hate when I know when I'm right, and this was kind of like early on is when I said this whole wildcat with peppers thing is going to start getting old real soon. And of course they did it again, man is they have peppers at the wildcat. And look, if he's going to run it like Barrett does, then fine. Have another running back run with you. That way you can pitch it or you don't know who's got the ball then do it that way. But when he's under center, he's going to run it. Then it's just a running quarterback play. Yeah, then, that was that was one of the most frustrating parts of that game. You knew it was happening, didn't you? You just, you oh, just yeah. knew it. <laughs> I, I said it even before the game started. I was just like, use Peppers, do confusion, use it. But so help me, if all they do is put Peppers in and have him run it, I will lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. I, I told that to people at the beginning of the game because I watched it with a group of people, and I was just like, it, they, they know what you're doing. There's right. no point in you putting Peppers out there just to have him run it, have him hand it off. Heck, even have him do a quarterback draw where it's like, oh, my gosh, he's sitting in the pocket for two seconds. He might actually throw it. <laughs> but, no, every time he ran, he didn't – I don't even know if one time he really even looked to pass it. What no. is the point of doing that? Because then – by the second quarter, they knew, okay, Peppers is going to do it. Peppers is just going to run. There there was nothing. There was no, I mean, I'd put him out there, do some trickery. I don't even know. I, I thought that was just absurd at the lack of creativity with using Peppers out there on the field. And that might come back to, you know, and I know I've maybe been a little bit hard on Drevno, and you're right, is maybe it is, you know, Greg makes a good point is, you know, how talking about how Jim Harbaugh maybe is a little bit conservative, and you're actually kind of seeing that, Caleb. And we mentioned that that's getting a little bit frustrating in the fourth quarter that we get to this where we have a lead, and then we get this conservative feel where we just kind of run, 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 and then pass, or, you know, run, run, and then pass. It's, it's predictable. And I'm wondering why 
this is, you know, maybe the game has changed past Jim Harbaugh and maybe he needs to learn something a little bit different now. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, it's, it's an issue that needs to be addressed because I looked back at it for those three road games, Michigan scored eight points in the fourth quarter and seven points in the third quarter. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's awful. So you're, you're talking about, wait, actually I'll have to look it up exactly to see, but um, it'll take me a second to get that. But yeah, it's just, and and he's a great coach. And that's the thing too. It's just like, so happy to have Harbaugh. Drevno's done a, a good job too. And so it's just like, but these these are big factors that become big issues in big games. Yeah. Yep. Well, so my thing is this: if you're going to be conservative, then you better make certain that you have the linemen like SD Brown was talking about. You better make sure that you have the best offensive line that can actually push a pile and move it five yards down every time. But we don't have that, so why do it? That's the issue, and I don't understand why we, you know, we we try to power our way to winning, and I'm like, but yeah, we don't have the the linemen to do that yet. So why why be conservative? You're gonna have to change it up. Yeah, yep. So all right, hold on, I've got some here. So, uh, so fifty points. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow, fifty. Uh, for okay, well, I guess this is only road games, so I guess that won't come out of everything. But um, f- four road games, fifty points scored in the second half for all those four road games. But here's the thing, too, is that and Michigan has scored a total of four hundred ninety-two points. So out of those four road games, fifty points. In the second half, one of those against a terrible Rutgers. So yeah, of course, like, those aren't all second Rutgers, half. And then what? Rutgers was uh, thirty-five points in the second <laughs> half. So, but then that's that's not, of course, the second half for all games. But this is talking about road games, and I was talking specifically with road games. Michigan is a different team at home. Yeah. So, and this was a concern, and it proved to be an issue again. Yeah. Where things just didn't get finished in the fourth quarter. And you need to be able to finish. We, the team, and I'm not, I'm not at all. And I know you aren't either, Craig. And I'm sure that most people listening know this. But we are not at all trying to say we know better than the coaches on what needs to be done. Oh no! But this is just addressing the issue on where it's just like, it looks like, and I'm not saying this is what's happening, but it does look like where it's just we're playing not to lose. We're not playing to win. Yeah, exactly. In the second half. Yeah, especially the fourth quarter. So it's just like that cannot be a mindset in some of these games because uh, that almost hurt us in the Michigan State game. That hurt us in the Iowa game, and it hurt us in the Ohio State game. Yeah, well, especially on that third and four, uh, that uh, those that drive when all we need was a first down. He did the same thing. They did run, run up the middle, and then they passed, and he missed. And I'm like, there you go again. They did yeah. the same thing as they did at Iowa. They did run, run, and then he threw a pass. I'm like, I don't understand that. <laughs> Why not pass all of them on all downs? Do some check downs then. Yeah. Don't- so it. Yeah. So a lot of issues and everything. But let, uh, let's talk about some of the good things. There were some good things. I mean, it was nice to see Spate back. He definitely had his issues and everything. But relatively, I mean, like he had it. He had a decent day for coming off of an injury, but that's not so much a highlight, I'm saying. But 
Good to have him back. But uh, Chesson stepped up. Uh, he was a reliable receiver in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was nice to see him do well. I don't know if I have things. Uh, maybe if I can find it. Maybe not. Uh, on specific stats for him. Um, and and with the first three quarters, and that's the thing where it's almost seen the mindset change, I felt like, you know, it's just like, okay, we're playing well. We're not doing anything flashy, but we're winning the game. Why do we need to change anything? But then it felt like there was a change in the fourth quarter. Right. So, okay, either Ohio State changed something or we changed something or maybe, who knows, maybe the officials got more into it and it affected the game a lot more. But it's just – it. It, uh, I, I was okay with how relatively bland our playbook was because it was working. But then when it got tough and things were not going well, that's when you need – it appears that you would just need to throw something new at them, do a double reverse, do something, have a running back, throw a pass, do the double pass, do something. I mean, maybe not to get too crazy with it, but try something else so you can catch them off guard. We just needed some more first downs. Yes. Yep. We need more first downs. You're right. I mean, like I said, the defense was great. Don Brown and Jim Harbaugh did an incredible job in stopping Barry. I mean, this defense was incredible. And I will say this. I've been really impressed in these past three to four games with uh, the defense and what they're doing. Well, and Iowa is a little bit different story, but – but as far as even Allen, Allen did a great job again, man. That dude is just coming along. One one minute we were like wanting to know if we can get a different kicker, and the next minute his punts were great again. They none of, none of his punts they could return. None of his kickoffs either. Either, and he just did a great job again. And I'm just so impressed by him. And you know we'll miss him. And he he did great and. I, there's nothing more I can say about the defense. They did their job, I think, in this game. Yeah. Well, um, that's a thing, too, where actually I didn't uh, – maybe I mixed this up. Uh, Darbo had himself a great day, too. So yeah. maybe I'm just remembering Chesson because I feel like some of his receptions, and he only had two, were they were both for first downs possibly. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I thought he stepped up. And, I, thought, and, uh, I thought Perry did, moments. too. Yeah, and that was the thing too. I was going to mention yeah. uh, when we were. I was yeah. watching the game. I was just like, "Oh, I know Craig's happy because <laughs> Perry stepped up and he was doing yeah, a good job." That first time he was on the field and caught that uh, slot pass, I was just like, "Perry slot gonna catch it." Yeah, like and, called and, it as soon as I saw him go in motion and move over there. I was just like, "Perry's gonna step up for this." Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I've been chirping all year about that, haven't I? Just you know, use your use your slots and use your even your fullback. Remember, you know, and I even said that. I said. Throw to your fullbacks. I know they're not fast, and you know, but he did. Got Hill on a on a wheel out, and got Hill, and Hill was able to put it in. So, I mean, Hill had him had himself heck of a game. He had a running one, and he had a catching touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, something that I'll say that I had an issue with, and then I'll talk about something uh, good, kind of. I guess uh, they did the train play, which I thought turned out to be stupid. Yeah. Because part of the concept of that play is you're causing confusion, get up to the line, snap the ball right away. They oh, sat yeah. there and let Ohio State get set, set before they even snapped the ball. <laughs> Saw that, yeah. And then it was a disaster of a play. That annoyed yeah. me. But then um, something that I was disappointed that we didn't see that I talked about, I think it was last game and even this game, it's just like get the fullbacks more involved running in the middle of the field. Don't always just do it in the red zone. 
Yeah. Because we saw where they don't expect that. And you saw, I think it was more done last year, where fullbacks could pull off some big gains because Michigan just never really did it in the middle of the field. It was always running back. So give the ball to the fullback. Yeah. They're, everybody's looking for the running back to get the ball, and then the fullback just plows through looking like he's blocking, and you could have a big game. So just, I mean, you saw some creative play calls throughout the year that you just wish you may have seen mm-hmm. in this fourth quarter of this game. I mean, I uh, remember, too, it was early in the season last year. They had the two running backs in the backfield, and it was the fake pass to both sides uh, to one and then the other, and then there was a player right in the middle of the field open that, went past the line Yep, and just like, yep. I don't know, lack of creativity. Like I said, the first three quarters was fine because things were working relatively well. Um, but then in the fourth quarter, it wasn't. And that was another thing too, where I was talking about offense needs to have um, production to be able to help the defense rest because in the fourth quarter, Michigan didn't even have the ball for four minutes. Right. Yep. The next closest that they had was eight minutes, 27 seconds cut in half. That is why their defense got steamrolled yeah. and looked exhausted because in the fourth quarter, the offense yeah. did nothing. Right. That is not going to work in games like this. No, the offense is, is, is seriously not helping the defense. I think our defense has been doing very well, doing really good. And, and like, a, you know, you're make you're making the point is our defense can only hold up so long. Heck, look, like we were talking about, I think, in our last show, talking about Bama and LSU. Is LSU or Bama defense was holding LSU, and it was a defensive struggle until Alabama said, look, somebody's going to have to make a play here and get a touchdown or get some kind of points on the board, and they did, and they won. And that's what we needed to do. But um, the very fact is our offense kept turning it over and giving it the ball to whatever. But, um, but yeah, I mean – our defense did great. Gideon had himself a game. That guy had 10 tackles. He had one sack, two tackles for losses. Uh, Taco Charlton, man, I'm going to miss that guy. He he dominated this game. This whole game, yeah. I was with my brother. My brother was just going, dang, Char- Taco's all over this game. And I said, yeah, he, he had nine tackles, two and a half sacks, and three tackles for losses. And, you know, obviously Peppers had his interception, which, which was great. But, um our our corners did great. Stribling did good. Thomas, Jordan Lewis did great. And all of them did really, really well. It was just our offense just could not. We hurt ourselves by turning a ball over and doing things like that. So, Yeah, and didn't we say we might live or die by the offensive line, I think we said? Yeah, we did. And we certainly did, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's another thing, too, that I want to point out, because our defense did do really well, but then they got gassed at the end. At the end. Yes. Ohio State, for the game, was 3 for 16 on third downs. Yes. 3 for wow. 16. That's our awesome defense right there. Yep. Michigan, for the game, was 9 for 19. We did a heck of a job. And you want to look at the breakdown of that. In uh, the first three quarters, Michigan, two for four, three for six. Third quarter, three for three. We had a heck of a third quarter. Yeah. And like I said, time possession, 10 minutes, eight minutes, eight minutes. But then in the fourth quarter, didn't even have the ball for four minutes, zero for three on third downs. Yeah. That that can't happen. Here's what Ohio State did, and they still beat us. Uh, first quarter, they were over two for third downs. In the second quarter, one for five for third downs. Third quarter, one for three. Fourth quarter, one for five. How does a team win you when you have that? I mean, yeah. they had one pick six, but 
come on. I mean, man. Are you even adding in those uh, missed field goals by by Tyler Durbin <laughs> from Ohio State? <laughs> missed yeah. field goals. I mean, it's it. Look, we we're going to talk about the refs. The weird thing is all those turnovers and all those field goals that uh, Ohio State missed and Michigan still couldn't put it away is troubling. Even with the refs against us, we still could have won it. And that makes me so frustrated with this game more than any of them is there are so many opportunities to win it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't imagine what the reaction would be if Michigan had played quote unquote, a perfect game and that uh, call had been blown. Yeah. Um, for that fourth down, because honestly, like that's the thing that people are arguing about and and I agree. And, and so here at the end of things, I will say, this is my reaction to it. It sucks that we lost. That spot was awful. The officiating was awful. No calls, the calls that were made, but in the end, Michigan should have won this game before it went into overtime. Yeah. It should have been done. It should have been taken care of. And so, yes, it sucks. Yep. I love this team. They did an awesome job. The seniors were amazing. Um, and so, I mean, my heart goes out to them for having to go through it that tough of a, a loss as a player and everything. Yeah. Um, yep. But, yeah, so that's that's my reaction. It's just like, yes, the the call sucked, but really, honestly, it, it, it Michigan should have won it anyways. Yeah, you're right. Three turnovers on the offense, big ones, bad ones. Um Two missed field goals by Tyler Durbin of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Field goals. Missed two of them to give us the win. And you couldn't convert a first down on the last game play on our on offense. You, all you needed was a first down, and this game was pretty much done with because I don't think Barrett would have moved the ball down in, enough. We would have ate too much clock away, and, and they did. They did, it, like you said, they played conservative, and it shouldn't have got to that point. And you're right. And, you know, it, it, it hurts. It's going to hurt for a while. And even that spot on the ball was pretty bad, too. But um, it is what it is. And we'll just have to be ready to roll next year. So. Yeah, for sure. So, oh, man. Um, nope, that's not what I was looking for. Well, yeah, we need to kind of wrap things up. Because yeah. uh, we are running way over time. So maybe we'll touch on it some more at some point. Um, we will be coming up with uh, the playoff rankings because you know that those are going to be interesting this week. Uh, um, yeah, that will. Uh, but the uh, we do have to go over the scores. So I'm pulling that up here. Sorry, it's taking a second, and we're going to try to burn through this as quickly as possible because, like I said, we're running over time longer than anything. So, of course, I have NFL stuff instead of college stuff, but we're getting it. Okay, so other things, there were some big things that did wind up happening. Uh, Iowa took down Nebraska because Nebraska is not as good of a team as everybody thought. But let me cue... Because we do have our Big Ten score rundown music and get that going. Um, so yeah, Iowa took down 16 Nebraska, 40 to 10. It was a home game for Iowa. Um, 
Purdue was at Indiana. They lost 26-24. Uh, Rutgers remains winless in the Big Ten, 26-24. Uh, er, no, I'm sorry, 31-13 lost to Maryland. Uh, Northwestern hosted Illinois. They won 42-21. Wisconsin took down Minnesota, 31-17. to um, and then the game that had implications on things and that I was watching yeah. after the Michigan-Ohio State game was the Penn State-Michigan State game because Penn State beat Michigan State 45-12, to meaning that we will have a Big Ten championship matchup against Penn State and Wisconsin this coming weekend. And crazy. I am just so thankful that, honestly, Ohio State did not get in there. Yeah, um, it's crazy that those two teams are in it. By the way, yeah. those two teams who are going to be a champ are on their way to the championship. Michigan beat them. <laughs> so, oh yeah, beat uh, uh -oh. beat Penn State pretty good too. So, yeah, it's crazy to think. So, and then of course, actually, I don't even know if we ever even said it. The official score of the number two Ohio State versus number three Michigan, thirty to twenty-seven in two overtimes. So, yeah. There you go. There is that. Yep. Um, and we'll we'll leave it at that um, because there's a little bit more that we do with it, but we won't get into it because we're trying to save on time. So what we will do is we will do just a real quick transition here into just a few uh, closing statements. All right. So, yep, there you go. That was our long-winded conversation about the Michigan-Ohio State game. Uh, yeah. Say it again, of checking out the Blue Network Everything Michigan Football Facebook group. Great things going on there. Uh, get the first information about anything going on, and we have our competitions and some of our giveaways going there. So No, you're right. Um, since we had done this the other night, we might have had to put a disclaimer on this show. Yeah. A lot of swearing <laughs> No, man, I'm telling you, I was so livid. <laughs> oh yeah, I I had a I had a rough time. I watched that game with uh, some the game with some Ohio State people and some Michigan people, and it was just it, it's so dumbfound. I find it baffling that some of them wouldn't know how they would react if they were in our situation, and it's just like really you're ridiculous. And they were giving up when it was seventeen to seven. Like honestly, if they were at the game, I wouldn't have been surprised if maybe they would have walked out because they were they were done. They were defeated at seventeen to seven. Wow! And at the end, it's just like, oh, yeah, we won, we knew it. Yeah, yeah. So that whole stupid thing. But uh, thank you to all the people who called in. Yeah, we appreciate definitely. that. That's a great part of the show because uh, it's uh, we want to include fan talk whenever we can. So we appreciate that. And um, I think we'll kind of leave it with that. I know that we'll have opportunities to kind of talk more about it. I mean, here, since it's the end of the season, we're going to have some time coming up with some episodes between championship weekend and the bowl season. So we'll see what we decide to do with that. Um, yeah, because we usually do three episodes a week, a preview, and then a review and the playoff ranking. So moving forward after the championship weekend i'm not sure how many we're going to have each week but but we will have one each week that's guaranteed so yep 
Yeah, I well, appreciate the callers, man. That was really cool. It's always good to hear their voice, especially, you know, we you know have a nice little interaction with them on Twitter and media and social media and things like that. But uh, to hear the passion in their voices is something you really don't get on things like that. And um, just, you know, when you see it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough loss and, you know, it hurts and I get it. You know, we're just as passionate too. But we just want to make sure that you guys always know that this is, this is the place – for fans to voice their frustrations, their, you know, especially uh, with the officiating in this game and things like that, that they want to talk about and some of the things, you know, Michigan's doing right and things that they're doing wrong. But uh, we are the place that I think that we do a good job of letting the fans talking voice their opinions. So, Yeah, when we get the stuff, we, we talk about it. I know somebody had talked about sending an email or uh, something that we could read. I didn't see that come through, so I'm hoping that it didn't get sent and got lost somewhere. So, But, yeah, we, we want to focus on that. We don't get a lot of it, but it is increasing, so we always welcome That's it. That's awesome. And we'll be talking Michigan football all throughout the year, so um, make sure to feel free to join in the conversation, whatever you want. So with that uh, being said, we will go ahead and end things, um, and we appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, hope you guys had a decent weekend outside of the game and that the holiday went well. So we'll finish things off with Go Blue. Go Blue.